So last week we were talking about the fact that there's so many marketing options for marketers today. And it's really true. And whether you're a local guy or an agency guy, but the actual number is stunning. We'll, we'll talk about that. It came out of a study. Tegna has launched a local OTT in several of their markets. And I think it's a good idea, but the question you and I will talk about is it diluting their core product, which is over the air TV. And kind of strange bedfellows, or I thought so, Comcast and Charter have both gotten together. And we'll see whether that makes any sense. And finally, we get around to talking a little bit about the NAB. I mean, the NAB convention. It's over, but we should at least give it a little bit of lip service. So good morning. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Media Insultant. We do this each Tuesday and Friday. My co-host is Keith Samuels in Southern California. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Jackson. And I'm in Seattle again after, um, after spending a little time down in the valley. And uh, we'll have to make sure we do that again, Keith. That was sure a lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, this is our Friday episode of Media Insultant. And we welcome you to that Friday episode of Media Insultant. Keith, just a, a real quick shout out here to our friend Robert Dove and down in Portland who has left the radio business after 28 years with iHeart and all of its predecessors. He was he was a trooper, I'll tell you. He stuck with them for a long time and rose to be a regional manager and did a great job for him. He's joining a marketing company down in Portland called MPT as a managing partner. And the thing that's sad about it is what we see all the time is the radio business is losing guys like this who have a lot of experience and wisdom. And I, you know, I think it's it's really most unfortunate. But I understand why he's doing it. It's a smart move. But we'll we'll miss you, Robert. We'll miss you. And he doesn't have to move, right? Doesn't he live in Portland? Yeah, that's the big thing. He, so, he doesn't have yeah, to move. Great. Okay. Well, and I think and I think more than losing, you know, all that uh, experience and wisdom. But also talent. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, where, where, you know, these 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 great leaders of, of radio, you know, um, you, I think you mentioned it several months ago, where you're kind of like aging out. But when Odyssey had an issue in Denver and they needed a market manager, they brought back a seasoned, you know, uh, ex, you know, executive in the business to run the market until they found the next hire. And you would think that, that there, for guys like you and guys like, you know, Dove, that there'd be a, you know, if I could just have that person for a, a year, six months, you know, just to, just to bring some order and, and maturity and experience and, and uh, supervision to this, you know, cluster or region, it would be great. But it's just sad that there's just no, uh, no place for these kinds of people right now. I don't understand it, and I'm, I'm sad for it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, an, it's an observation we've made. Quite a few times, but you know it. It is, and uh, you know, as I've said before, I think the radio business is in the business of slowly melting, and they don't want to invest any more than they have to. Okay, uh, we didn't make it to the NAB radio convention or broadcasting convention this year in Vegas. Attendance was off by half, so (laughs) apparently we were not alone, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact remains that uh, we did have a couple of observations we wanted to make about the NAB this year. Keith, what was uh, what was your thought on the NAB convention? Well, the, the first group of photos, as everybody was there on Saturday and Sunday over that first weekend, and you know Monday we wake up to all the press stuff about what's going on and all the hip and cool things you can go see at the NAB. And, 
And I could not find in any of these pictures of the exhibit hall any women. Really? So, you know, it was like, whoa, okay, well, all right, yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to, what's attractive about going to Vegas and being with like 5,000 guys? You know, it's like, no, not, not that fun. So then as, as the week went on, I noticed that, you know, they were, you know, the, the women who go are, are getting awards or they're getting, uh, or they're going to the sessions, all the different, you know, seminars and workshops and things. They're there seriously to do that kind of stuff. And the guys are all out kicking tires on the uh, on the exhibition hall floor, you know, and seeing what's new, and you know, getting all your equipment checked out, you know. So well, and and talking about next gen TV, and uh, you know, the metaverse, and Web three O, and on and on and on. But oh yeah, it's all it's all about the metaverse. It's all about the cloud. You know, everybody's doing all their you know all the broadcasters are you know lo- loving the cloud. For radio, it's about the dashboard, and 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 for radio, it's a fight for life to be on the dashboards of your new vehicles, which as you have seen uh, evolved over the last decade to now, I mean, you get in a Tesla and that's all you look at is the big computer screen. I mean, that's, that's, that's what runs your car. It, you know, you, you, I'm looking around, where's the radio? Uh, there is no radio. Yeah, or it's buried you in know. a menu somewhere. It's buried in a menu, and you know, I get in my in my you know three year old Beamer, and my iPhone takes over my entertainment system. It's taken over for the radio. Radio's future has got to be it's going to be based on how we survive in the car, and they may not survive in the car now. But for television, we know the future. The future is next gen TV. Yeah, we just have There's to no figure out what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, but it but it's there. It sounds great. Yeah, it sounds great. Well, I thought that one of the interesting things is Pittman, uh, Bob Pittman of iHeart and David Field of Odyssey were on stage doing a couple of roundtables and con- discussions and that kind of thing. But from what I hear, none of their staff were allowed to attend the NAB. It's, it's really interesting. And why? I, maybe they just were afraid the, their, what was left of their staff would find another job. <laughs> Yeah, 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 doing some networking at the NAB. No one ever did that. No one has ever done that. I, I do think um, but the, I th- but the FaceTime was invaluable, Keith. You know, that, that will argue that, you know, it's great to see your old yeah. friends and that kind of thing. So that felt I good. Whether it's a good business decision <laughs> or good business investment, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know. You know, but you know the other thing is too is that these guys have no expense account. I mean, there's no expenses. You can't spend anything anymore. <laughs> so, you know. So why so, go? You know, we're, <laughs> So you know, you know, Bob can fly his jet out to Vegas, you know, his N five VJ, you know, Falcon, and uh, and that's fine. But you know, but the market manager from Phoenix can't spend you know a hundred bucks round trip on airfare to fly up and attend. It's so it's so it's sad. It's because you know you're right. The the NAB the RAB part of the NAB, you know, when RAB had its own events. I mean, those were those were must must attend events. I mean, if you were a manager, a GM, a group manager, a regional manager, you, that, was, that was one of the perks of the gig is that you got to go and, and be a part of that. You know, who, does, who does Nielsen meet with now when they, when they show up and have their big booth at the NAB or at the RAB version of the NAB? Well, the, six, this, the, the 10 people that run groups yeah. that go to the <clears throat> convention, that's it. So I guess everybody saves money these days. Well, and it's interesting. It's a sidebar, but it's one of the things that's interesting is for somebody like NAB in their exhibition halls, you know, they've got to look at it and say, you know, we used to have a thousand customers. We've got a hundred today. 
is this really a yeah. good way to, to invest our, our money? Anyway, okay, moving on here, Keith, because uh, we'll beat up the NAB <laughs> continuously here on Media Insultant. Uh, there was a study released just last week uh, called MarTech 2023, and it's really startling because they reported in this that there were 10,000 different marketing solutions today for businesses to use and or evaluate. So, and that's just from my heart. You know. <laughs> well, think about it. We, you know, you and I are boomers, admittedly, but we grew up in the tent poles where radio and TV and print and maybe a little bit of outdoor. Uh, but, mm -hmm. you know, basically the, the business was fairly limited in the number of choices and it worked. And, you know, at the end of the day, it worked really well. But now we're up to 10,000. This is a 6,500% increase since 10 years ago, in the last 10 years. And I think you and I both see, you know, you see it all the time where, you know, Google comes out and they're introducing a new ad program, Facebook, and then not to mention all the plethora of things that local media has invested in. Just this week, Comcast uh, had a new, offers a new ad insertion program. And they're doing mm -hmm. something uh, with, uh, with Charter that we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Amazon now has, I think they're moving IMDb movies or IMDb TV to Freevee. And they now are offering clients the opportunity to do product placement in prime shows, and they do it digitally. So your can of, of your drink in a show can be Coke or it can be Schlitz malt liquor. It just depends on who's paying for that, for that insertion, and assumingly they can, they can geo-target it. And Tegna is offering a new OTT platform in just a couple of markets, but they're going to add to that. We're going to talk about that, too. It's just, it, it never ends. How does anybody as a marketing executive make those choices? Well, it's hard enough for marketing executives. Imagine what it's like for a, you know, a, a local uh, Great. pest control yeah. company that's trying to uh, build their business or a you know, guy that's doing pipe re, you know, repiping, uh, you know, copper piping or selling solar systems or gutter systems on your house. It's so confusing. It's so frustrating. It's so overwhelming that, you know, I don't see how, how all of these can exist. I don't see how all of this can, can survive, except for the fact that so much media now is bought programmatically, and there's so much digital budgets that are just that are just out there finding a way through these trading desks and through buying firms to just buy up impressions so that if you have any kind of an audience, there's ways to tap into that and uh, and get some ad revenue. Well, we should apparently the apparently the media insultants can't, but you know it's <laughs> other people can. While while it seems like ten thousand choices, yeah, but in, in the small businesses that I've talked to over the last five years, you know it's it still is. Uh, it's still the online. Yeah, it's SEO. It's Facebook, direct mail, still old fashioned direct mail. And then, and then they'll branch out and do a little bit of, maybe a little bit of cable, maybe a little bit of radio, maybe a little bit of newspaper, but, um, you know, and maybe a little outdoor, put up a sign here and there. But, you know, uh, beyond that, you know, I mean, it's only five or six, it's maybe six or eight things they're doing, even the community paper, you know, uh, all this other stuff is for, you know, how can I get some dollars falling off the, the buy from Hyundai? You know how do I get how do I get some dollars coming down the, the pipe from Procter and Gamble and and you know 
and get out, live at the end of the programmatic food chain and, and get some dollars. And obviously, somebody's doing that. Yeah, well, and the question is, uh, is, is it going to be profitable? You know, the Tegna announced, we mentioned this just a minute ago, Tegna announced that they're launching streaming platforms, OTT platforms, as an app, a separate app in multiple markets. And this is not an aggregation like all the Tegna stations. This is an individual app for each market. And they're launching it initially in just two markets. Uh, one market is in Atlanta, WXIA, and the other is WTHR in Indianapolis. Those are going to be the first two. These apps will stream all their live news programming, will stream recycled news programming, specials, that kind of thing. You'll be able to pick from a variety of programs. It won't, of course, include any network programming, but all local programming. I would look at this, and, you know, it's just one more competitor and I can't wait to see the implementation. But at the end of the day, they don't have any—they don't have any other choice. This is their brand, right? This is their brand that they are leveraging. They—you've the, seen the decline in in local news uh, audiences. You've seen the decline yeah. in network shows. So what happens when I worked? Uh, I had a client uh, station a few years ago which I've bored everybody with stories about it, but uh, it was uh, KGY and Olympia. And this is a legendary station from the half of the roll your eyes. Here you go Here again. Here you go again. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I was sitting early on, I was sitting there, and KGY at the time was an AM station, and we had an FM, but the AM station we were working to rebuild, and which did, we did not do. We ultimately sold it. But the point is, is that I was sitting at a chamber breakfast, and a guy next to me around one of the big auto businesses in town turned to me and said, KGY, yeah, everybody's heard of it. Nobody listens. And that's what <laughs> yeah. the television stations are dealing with in this case. Everybody knows about these TV stations. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the local NBC affiliate. That's the local ABC affiliate. But at the end of the day, they don't watch them anymore. So yeah. they've well, got to leverage it. That's my point. Your thoughts? And I, think you're, and I think you're right. And I think they want to they keep extending this because, you know, first it was their website. And so they have their websites for each of their stations. And, and, and on the website, they're running their, if, if the news is on, they're running the news live on the website. And then when, the, when they go off the news, when, when they're running syndicated programming or network programming, they'll, you'll just keep getting that replay. It's just, it, just, it just lives on the website. Now it's just going to live on, a, on an app because that's how we look at the internet now is on our phone uh, when we're out and about. Um, or if we're sitting in the office or sitting at home, we can sit on the computer and look at it and, and we can watch it through the website. But, you know, it, and then it's the phone. But the, the problem is, is that this news stuff, this isn't a 24-hour news channel that they're creating. This is just, you know, the, the, the morning news from 5 to, to 7 a.m., you know, run all through the day until their next newscast hits at noon or, their, their, or the early evening newscast hits at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. And those will be the current newscasts that are on on the app and on the website. But the fact of the matter is, there's lots of news going on all the time. So where do you go get that? Well, that's when you go to your national news sources or the, your apps for those guys, or you go onto Twitter and you you know you you follow people on Twitter that are showing this, including the television station. You know, I follow certain TV stations on Twitter because that's where I'm going to get the the current news that's happening now. I'm not going to wait around till five o'clock to see what they're going to put on. Yeah, I'm going to get it now. So, you know, it's just it's just trying to chase the audience, and I don't blame them for that. And it gives them something cool to market. Download the well, 
It, you know, download, download the station app, download Channel 2 app, and you'll get our news anytime you want it. Well, you're going to get the last newscast that they ran when you want it, and that's fine. Yeah, but it gives, but it gives them the platform, Keith. That's the thing. It gives yeah. them the platform. Now, and they can update that, that morning news that they recycle. They can update it with fresh weather. It gives them at least something to begin to work with. And some stations are, you know, doing 24-7 news anyway. So for them, it's, it's perfect. But I don't know that Tegna has any of those stations. Who gets to sell it? Who gets to sell the ads? Ah, now there's the interesting thing. Speaking of programmatic, apparently, from what Tegna says, they are not going to be selling it. Their programmatic platform, which is called Premium, will be selling all of it. Well, what can we say? You know, that takes one more one more tool out of the arsenal for the local sales reps. So yeah, yeah, Premium Premium is their uh, is their digital sales team uh, or sales organization, which which uh, obviously mm-hmm. is, is exists to to scoop up programmatic buys. And also digital budgets, right. and so um, they'll just pile those impressions into what they pitch, and you know, off the, so it'd be, they're selling the website, they're selling now the app, and they're selling, um, you know, doing that, and then they're also probably having a, you know, they have some programmatic tie-in through one of the trade desks as well. So, so, and if that weren't enough, as we talk about the explosion of media marketing opportunities, Comcast and Charter which I think is a kind of a weird combination of very competitive uh, companies. Uh, they announced that they're doing a 50-50 joint venture to develop, get this, Keith, a new streaming platform for, yes. this is, I'm not sure what this means, branded 4K streaming devices and smart TVs. What's a branded 4K streaming device? Yeah, well, I kind of, I've had to look that up. Oh. And basic, basically, it's, it's, it's basically a, a Roku-like device. That's a 4K streaming device. So your Roku attachment to your television is connecting to the web through your Wi-Fi and, you know, takes you to that Roku menu. Well, the cable guys are going, wait a minute, wait a minute. You used to use your TV to go to our guide, our channels through our, our box, right? Our cable box. Well, that you know, this 4K streaming device is is an alternative to your cable box. You know, they want to get in on this deal because there are people that use like like I do Spectrum Internet, but it, it turns out you don't need a cable box to connect to your smart TV. You need the 4K streaming device, which is a Roku, like a Roku or Apple TV. Well, now this product called Xfinity Flex is that connected TV device? It's like Apple TV or your Roku. In so, fact, I, I was at I was at Staples over the weekend, and there was the Xfinity Flex. You can buy it right there for like 149 bucks, or it goes up to like 350 bucks, depending on what you want. And and it allows you to use your cable internet, your Wi-Fi, to um, to then connect to a cable TV to connect to streaming TV. Yeah, but, but you're talking about a separate device. Right. Yes. Like yeah. like Chrome yeah. or like um, Roku, a separate plug-in HDMI right. device. Yeah, yeah, that's what these are. And then and then by the way, Comcast also owns Zumo. Yeah. So they've got a, they've got a, they've got their free ad supported streaming service, and so this this just means they can be the the people in between that. So for those of you guys that want to bypass you know uh, Comcast on your you're, if you're a cord cutter, they're still going to find a way to get you because you still need to get the internet to your house, and this this allows them to be a part of that game is to be able to connect you to the world of streaming that you spend all your time on it also creates uh, more competition for 
the uh, networks, or excuse me, for the cable sales, if you're thinking about, you know, you're running a cable yep. system and you got cord cutters and the cord cutters are going, well, why do I need to do this? I can just get this flex program or this flex box and I don't need. Yeah. So they, you know, and we all eat our young at some point in, in the business. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's, it's like when Coors and Coors Light came out. I mean, Coors was a number one or a number two selling beer and they introduced Coors Light and it just took all the heat out of Coors. So, I think they figured, you know, we got to have it somewhere, and we we can't just continue to live on a dying, fading business, which is cable TV. All right, and you had another thought on this too, that this could be Comcast just trolling for a merger partner, and there's some real, um, I think there's mm-hmm. some merit to that. That that makes a lot of sense. You know, you get into the space, you know what's going on, you got your contacts, yep. and I think there's and we could see something come out of it. All right. Yeah, and they already own Zumo, so you know why not? Why not? Let's, let's keep going. Yep. So we've really hit TV today really hard. Pow. Boom, yeah. Boom. Maybe we can do a little more. But we're number one. <laughs> Maybe we can do a little more balanced show next week, include a little radio or print or, I don't know, you know, digital. We'll, you know, maybe talk about our favorite uh, bourbon drink. But that's it for today. We do thank everybody for joining us on Media Insultant. Please spread the word uh, amongst your media people because we have a lot of fun doing this. We do it each Tuesday. And Friday, that's when the episodes drop. Podcasts, of course, available on any platform. And our TV our video is available on Vimeo under the, the showcase called Media Insulted. So, Keith, we'll see you next week. You go have a good weekend, and thanks for being here. Yep, well, you know, we survived Friday the 13th, and now it's a, it's a heat wave weekend in L.A., baby. So uh, you'll be getting the sunscreen out. Enjoy it.